Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Victory Church. Today, January 13th, 2019, we are doing our worship service number 120. We are happy to be in the house of the Lord. We say hello to our viewers and listeners, and we all are going to pray now. So I invite you to stand up, please, and let's join our prayers to our good Lord. Dear Lord God, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity that we have to be in your house, to be alive, and to be able to sing to you songs of love that we bring to you, Lord, with all of our hearts. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this. Amen.
brings our chaos back into order. Have y'all experienced chaos before? I think we all have. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning for you. We turn to you. Hope is stirring. Yearning for you, we long for you. Cause when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all. find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. 
Cause when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away, washed away.
kindness has never failed me. Christ before me, Christ behind me. Remember love, remember mercy. Christ before me, Christ behind me. Your loving kindness has never failed me. Christ before me, Christ behind me. Remember love, remember mercy, Christ before me, Christ behind me, your loving kindness has never failed me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, and Jesus, I Because of who you are 
Dear Lord, you deserve our prayers, you deserve our, our adoration. You are so wonderful, Father. You created heaven and earth. You created us, Lord. You gave us life. You give us, Lord, the opportunity to be close to you today. And you are so loving, so merciful, so forgiving. Even though, Lord, we rebelled against you. Even though in the past, Lord, we wanted to just do what our flesh wanted us to do. And we did bad things, Lord. But you brought us back into the kingdom of yours. To the light. To dwell in your presence, Lord. And become people that you want us to be we worship you today Lord because you you are amazing and we adore you 
we surrender to you, Lord. We bow down before you, Lord. We lift up our hands. We open our hearts to you, Lord. We just say to you, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Pour out more of your Holy Spirit right now into our hearts, Lord. Fill us with your presence, Lord. Fill our hearts with more of you, Lord. So we can love you more and enjoy you, Lord, over all things. Father, over, over all the things, possessions, and people that we can have, we want to adore you, Lord, as our God, because of who you are. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are so beautiful to us. We are going to start a beautiful time of praying, a beautiful relationship with the Lord in a, in a different way. I don't remember that I have uh, taught this lesson before, and I, I, I hope that uh, you will enjoy it. It's interesting. And in order to do this, um, first of all, of course, we're going to read this scripture, but then we are going to review a, a, a couple of graphics here in the screen. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times. Pray with all kinds of prayers and ask for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready, never give up, always pray for all of God's people. Amen. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. The graph that you have on the screen Actually, you can uh, review it in this website that is listed there. You can read it there in your bulletins as well. And it has a picture of what the tabernacle of Moses was. This is a big area. And as you can see, around the tabernacle, you find this linen. There are basically three components here that you you probably would like to know more about it. There is an entrance here, naturally. People were here. They brought the animals. And in this altar of the burnt offering is where the sacrifices were done. This tabernacle was designed by the Lord, gave, given to Moses. So people will come constantly to present uh, animals to ask for forgiveness. So you see here some of the people just around the, the altar. And also there is a bronze labor here. The priests were in charge of this transaction, of this operation. They were doing this. And also here in this other area, you see this part that is, this is called the outcourt yard. And this area is the holy place and the holy of holies. You know what is interesting? There is a replica of this tabernacle in Florida. And it is a beautiful place to go if you one day are in the area near Tampa Bay. It, here is the information in the screen, the website, phone number, and address of this place. And uh, this is inside of the building, as you can see. It's a very interesting replica. 
And uh, you see the altar here for the birth offerings, the bronze labor, and then the holy place and the holy of holies. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the holy of holies. What, what is that? The holy place and the holy of holies. Inside of that tent, you find uh, a golden lampstand or candlestick, if you like. And then there is a table for the shortbread. Here, you find another altar. This is the incense altar. So each one of these pieces had a purpose during the ceremony that priests were doing. But there is a veil, and on the other side of the veil, which is called the Holy of Holies, is where the Ark of the Covenant was. Inside of the Ark of the Covenant, you find the commandments and also a portion of the manna. So that was the design. With the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, all this is replaced. And this is what we are going to study and how this has to do a lot with our ability to pray today. This is what we will study this morning. All right. Are you ready for this? The whole reading is in the chapter 10. We are going to, to read lots of those verses in the chapter 10. So let's start. The law gave us only an unclear picture of the good things coming in the future. The law is not a perfect picture of the real things. The law tells people to offer the same sacrifices every year. Those who come to worship God continue to offer those sacrifices, but the law can never make them perfect. In the law, if the law could make people perfect, those sacrifices would have already stopped. They would already be clean from their sin and they would not still feel guilty. But that's not what happens. Their sacrifices make them remember their sins every year because it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So when Jesus came into the world, he said to God, you don't want sacrifices and offerings, but you have prepared a body for me. You are not pleased with the sacrifices of animals killed and burned or with offerings to take away sins. Then Jesus said, here I am, God. It is written about me in the book of the law. I have come to do what you want. What is what the Lord wanted? He wanted the perfect lamb of God. Correct? If you remember in the graphic, you saw that there was an altar for the burnt offering. And, uh, and inside of the tabernacle, in that particular area called the Holy of Holies, is where the, the high priest was coming once a year to pray for the forgiveness of the sins of all the congregation, all the people of Israel. But all this that the, the good Lord gave to Moses, it, it was just an, a figure of what will be done in the future through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we are in chapter 10 still, but verses 9 through 10. So God ends that first system of sacrifices and starts his new way. 
Jesus Christ did the things God wanted him to do. And because of that, we are made holy through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ's body. Jesus made that sacrifice one time enough for all time. One time only the Lord needed to do that. And that was it. No more sacrifices. Let's keep reading. With one sacrifice, Jesus Christ made his people perfect forever. They are the ones who are being made holy. Do you read this? His people per perfect forever through this sacrifice. Believers are becoming perfect not, not because of their behavior. We become perfect because of the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what we know is that, unfortunately, a lot of people are always trying to tell us, you have to do certain things in order to earn God's forgiveness. But that's not the case. In reality, what the Lord did by giving his life on Calvary was to precisely open that path for you, breaking the veil, destroying that separation between God and men, and through his body, he made us perfect. The Holy Spirit also tells us about this. First, he says, this is the agreement I will make with my people in the future, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts I will write my laws in their minds. You know that there are certain denominations in Christianity that they constantly uh, they revere the cross. And we, we acknowledge that it's through the cross that the Lord Jesus uh, gave his life, right? But there are some denominations that they used to adore the cross itself and some other symbols. I don't know if you have uh, visited places, churches where they have at a special place certain symbols like a cross or an image. And from time to time, they allow the members of the churches to go and touch those symbols. And uh, you know what happens? A lot of people feel the need of doing that because it's a very deep desire of ourselves to touch something to make us feel that through that touch, we are going to receive some, some uh, acknowledgement of uh, our connection with God. Some people wear different kind of necklaces with the cross, for instance, and some others, they have a different kind of uh, uh, jewelry with crosses. And they touch those pieces of jewelry. And they like to pray touching that because for some reason, it gives you a connection. You feel that you are connected with God. There is a, a jewelry maker, is it's an artist in Houston, who one day made a cross. And I don't know if you have heard about the the praying cross that she made with her hands and uh, actually fits perfectly with your hands like this. And, uh, and you know what happens? What happens is that people, when they touch objects, 
they just feel that there is a connection between them and God. That, that is what happens. It's a natural instinct to touch something and feel, yeah, God is with me. I got it. I, I, get, I got this forgiveness. I got this connection. But the truth is, we don't need that at all. It is a fact that we are being forgiven. And through the love of our Lord, through his sacrifice, you are perfect. Through his sacrifice, you are perfect. Now you are thinking, perfect? I don't think I'm perfect. Well, of course not in terms of your behavior. Our behavior is not perfect, but in the eyes of God, we are perfect because through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, he doesn't see anything wrong. Now, how many of us feel totally comfortable coming to the Lord in prayer? Because the topic today is it's time to pray. So how many of us feel comfortable to come to the presence of God to pray? And pray with confidence and with peace and just talk to him. How many of us? You know what is what happens in reality is a lot of people feel guilty. Many believers, they struggle with with the idea of not being forgiven because of what they did the night before, because of what they said last week, or because of anything that they have done in the past. And that guilt is just like a, a heavy burden that they carry with them themselves and they don't experience freedom. And the problem with that is when somebody feels guilty, it, it doesn't give you the freedom to talk to the Lord. So in order for us to have that beautiful prayer li praying life that he wants us to have, you have to understand that is it's the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ that what gives you access to God, not your behavior. It is his sacrifice that gives you access to God to pray, not your behavior. And as a result of that, because people just think that it's my behavior, you know, if I behave, if I do certain things, I will earn the right to come to pray to God. When they think that way, basically, they are just limiting themselves and they don't have the opportunity to continue praying constantly. Let's continue reading. Then the Holy Spirit says, Listen to this. I will forget their sins and never again remember the evil they have done. What a promise. I will forget their sins and never again remember the evil they have done. What a promise. The Holy Spirit says to you today, 
I will forget your sins and never again remember the evil you have done. I will forget your sins and never again remember the evil you have done. Never again, the Holy Spirit says. Freedom. And that is what gives you access to the presence of God all the time. Not your behavior. But when people are just putting too much emphasis in their behavior, they are limiting themselves in their ability to pray to the Lord. It's not because of you. It's not because of your behavior. It's not what you do. It is a gift. A gift of salvation. A gift of forgiveness. You are forgiven. And he will not remember those sins ever again. And you, if you are able to believe God's word... You should be jumping in your chair. You should be like, man, this is a good thing. This is a great thing to know. My sins are forgiven. He forgot them. And he will never remember what I have done. The wrong things that I have done. Never again. Never again. But the thing is, how, how we can really believe those things. I started with the graph of the tabernacle because... This tabernacle was given to Moses. Correct? Now, what is the first book of the Bible? Genesis. Who wrote the book of Genesis? Moses. Moses wrote not just Genesis, but Genesis, Leviticus, Exodus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The first five books of the Bible were written by Moses. Moses received the revelation of the tabernacle and many other things, the law, etc. And he put it in writing. And this figure of the tabernacle that we saw earlier was revealed to Moses. And all that is described in the first books of the Bible. Now try to understand what I am saying here. When a believer, someone who says, I believe, takes this book, this holy book, and opens the book and finds in, the, in this book the source of your peace, the source of your hope in times of trouble, the source of your faith, this book represents your life. And then you believe what is, is in this book. You believe what is written. You believe in, in God. You believe in Moses. You believe in the tabernacle. You believe in everything that has happened to the people of Israel. And eventually you come to the whole New Testament to arrive in the letter to the Hebrews. In the chapter 10... And then you find that there the Holy Spirit says, I will forget your sins and never again remember the evil you have done. Now, if you believe that God created heaven and earth according with Genesis, if you believe that this tabernacle is, 
is designed by God. If you believe Moses wrote these five books and the rest of the books of the Bible are true, this verse must be truth. If you believe that your sins are forgiven and the Lord forgot already those sins, he will never remember those evil things you have done. He will never remember that. What a promise, my friends. That is what gives us access to God. And precisely for that reason, wherever you are, regardless what the circumstance is, you should feel comfortable to pray. Not thinking, oh my gosh, I, I just did it again. Look what I have done again. Look what I just said. You just need to remember this promise. That your sins are forgiven. Now, can you believe that? That is the big question. Are you able to believe that your sins are forgiven? I would love to have a survey here in the church quickly, you know. It would be so nice like in the movies, right? That everyone just push, pushes a button and you see the numbers. I would love to see right now here in the church what is the percentage of people that feel forgiven and the percentage of people that feel not forgiven. I would love to see that. But it doesn't matter at the end. What matters is how do you feel about it? Do you believe or you don't believe? Because when you believe that you are forgiven, that he paid the price, the Lord Jesus did it once and that's enough, you should feel comfortable to pray all the time. All the time. Wherever you are. And that gives you a great connection with the Lord. And great communication with the Lord. Which is so important. You know, communicating with the Lord is essential for your life. Now, let's continue reading. Chapter 10, verse 18. And after everything is forgiven... There is no more need for a sacrifice to pay for sins. There, there is no more need for a sacrifice. But you don't need to come up with any ideas in your mind. Well, now that I am good with, Lord, with the Lord God, I need to do these things to be okay with Him. Uh, you, you don't have to. You are already forgiven. You don't need to do anything else to receive his forgiveness or his approval, his acceptance. There is no need for a sacrifice to pay for sins. It's, it's done. Verse 19. And so, <laughs> brothers and sisters, we are completely free to enter the most holy place. We can do this without fear because of the blood sacrifice of Jesus. We are completely free to enter the most holy place. And that is the way that you should feel all the time. Free to enter the most holy place. You should feel free to do that. You should feel free to talk to the Lord all the time. 
without any fear. But the thing is, people are thinking, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. But explain to me then why I cannot do it. <laughs> I can process this. I am a reasonable person. I comprehend this. But why I still, I am afraid of praying. Why I have this fear? Why is that? The reason is because they are putting their trust on themselves. That is something personal that they should do to be accepted by the Lord. You know, this is not a contest. It's not a competition. This is not a, it's not college. It's not a school that you need to fulfill certain requirements and, and the Lord will check you out and say, yeah, don't, don't answer these questions. Let me see what is the percentage. You are an A student or no, no. It's not like in, in, in the workplace. In your workplace, you have responsibilities. You have to fulfill those responsibilities. But in the kingdom, there is, is nothing like that. In the kingdom of God, there is nothing that you should do. Nothing. And you have to understand that. And forget about that idea that you have to do something to deserve God's forgiveness. You have to get rid of that. Gian, but you don't know what I have done. But you don't know anything about my past. You have no idea what I was doing last night. Oh, brother, if you only knew, you, you know, I'll be so ashamed if you knew what I was doing. What I was thinking. What I was watching. If you only knew those things, you, you know what? You will kick me out of the church. Some people will say that. And the reason is because they are putting their trust on themselves. When you are thinking, I have to do something to deserve God's forgiveness, you are putting the emphasis on yourself. You have to get rid of that. And just say, well, Lord, I don't understand this completely. I have still problems to process this. But if your word says... That is all forgiven because of the blood sacrifice of your son, Jesus. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that. It doesn't matter what do I do. My trust will be on you, Lord, not on me. I deserve to be heard by you. I deserve to be loved by you. I deserve to be blessed by you. Because of the blood sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It has nothing to do with you. You have nothing to do. Just trust in him. Just trust in his sacrifice. Trust in his word. You don't need to touch a cross. You don't need to kiss an image. You don't need to give any money. You don't need to do anything. Other than. Believe. Believe. Lord if your word says. That there is no need for a sacrifice. That all my trust. Should be in you because of the sacrifice. Blood of your son Jesus. Well 
I'm going to believe that. That's why here the scripture says clearly, brothers and sisters, we are completely free to enter the most holy place. You know, in those days in the tabernacle, the, the high priest once a year was going to the holy place and he had him uh, tied to his one of his legs uh, a string <laughs> and a bell. And the, the other priests were in the holy place, not in the holy of holies. They were waiting because he was coming there to present the sacrifice to the good Lord for the forgiveness of the people of, of Israel. But they used to have that string because they say that if the priest, the high priest, was guilty of sin, he will die right away. So they have, they, they have this string to pull him out of it. You see? So the priests, they went through a process of sanctification because they thought, I don't want to die there. <laughs> you know? Imagine all the family teasing him. Hey, buddy, we have a good string for you this time. Yeah, come on, let's 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 test it. Lay down there. Let me see if this will pull you out. You know, because the high priest was concerned. Of course, they said, "If I'm not holy, if I am not sanctified, I'm gonna die in the presence of God." And that idea is still today running all over the place. Making us think that we have to behave in a certain way and we have so we have to be so immaculate in our behavior, with our words, with our thoughts, that if there is a little tiny error, sin that we have, maybe God will kill us. That's why people don't go to the Holy of Holies, they don't go to the most holy place. To pray. And they rely on themselves. Don't make that mistake. I don't know what kind of trouble you are. But don't think that because you got yourself into trouble. You need to get yourself out of the trouble. Don't, don't make that mistake. Put your trust in the Lord. He is the one who will save you. He is the one who will rescue you. He is the one who will provide for you. Whatever is what you need. It doesn't matter what kind of need you have. Put your trust in him. Stop trusting in yourself. Don't trust in the things that you do. It's great that you behave well. It's fantastic when we do the right thing. It's awesome. It's what is expected by God. But not because of that you are forgiven. You are forgiven by God. Faith, by love, by grace and mercy. We are completely free to enter the most holy place. So how will I encourage you to pray in a constant and a daily basis? Constantly, when you are whatever, doing whatever you are doing, just remember, don't, don't think that it's because of you that you can pray. You just go and say, Lord, I thank you for, for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Thank you for that blood. Thank you that he paid the price for my salvation. 
And if you have done something wrong, you can say it. Father, and I ask you, please forgive me because I did this and that. But I thank you, Lord. I thank you that the blood sacrifice of your son Jesus is enough. And I am forgiven. So I come to you, Lord, to talk to you about this particular situation. And then you speak. Speak to the Lord. It's so important you speak your prayers to the Lord. He deserves to hear you praying. He deserves to hear you talking. Talk to him. Or write to him if you like. Communicate with him. Make, make, let him know about what you are thinking. What your needs are. Put your trust in him. That's why you pray. You see? It's time to pray. When is time to pray? All the time is time to pray. Immediately you can pray. Any moment of the day. Wherever you are. Driving. Working. Doing whatever you are. And asking for wisdom. Father, what should I do here? Please guide me, Lord. Immediately you go to him in prayer. Trusting in him. Putting your trust in him. Relying on him. Do you see what I'm saying? You rely on him. You trust in him. All your trust is in him. It's not in you. Because your forgiveness comes because of that sacrifice, blood. Chapter 10, verses 21-22. We have a great priest who rules the house of God. Sprinkled with the blood of Christ, our hearts have been made free from a guilty conscience. We are. So come near to God with a sincere heart. Full of confidence because of our faith in Christ. We must hold on to the hope we have. Never hesitating to tell people about it. We can trust God to do what he promised. So when you do whatever you have to do this afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and then tomorrow, Monday, and then the next days of the week, Tuesday, etc., I speak English, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. So whatever you do throughout the week, you just remember this, that you have free access to God through the blood sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know that the Lord wants you to be happy with him? The Lord wants you to be happy with him. Sometimes it's not easy to be happy. If your health is affecting you, you are not in the mood of being happy. If you don't have enough money to pay certain bills, you are not in the mood to be happy. If you don't have people around you or you have different, different kind of problems, of course, you don't feel like being happy. <laughs> but you know what? You need to learn to be happy with him. You need to learn to be happy with him. And that's why it's so important that you pray all the time. And you pray and you say, Lord, 
My body right now is hurting. I have problems with my health. Father, you know, I don't know about these bills, all these bills here. I don't see the budget <laughs> stretching out that much. Father, I have this situation, etc. You share with him. And then after that, then you present to him your request. Please pay attention to this. After you present all your requests, you will say to him, but I want you to know, Lord, that you make me happy. You are awesome, Lord. You make me happy. I'm hurting. Father, I have this pain in my body right now, and I am concerned about these bills and all these, all these problems, but Lord, you make me happy. Here, where I am. How important is that you learn to be happy wherever you are? A lot of people are just thinking, you know what? Yeah, it's true. But I, I just wish that I would be in such and such place because there I will be happy. A lot of people say that. You need to start thinking, if the Lord is your happiness, you should be happy with him regardless where you are. Regardless. If you are not there in that place that you think that you will be happy, well, think that the Lord is your happiness. And start to learn to be happy wherever you are. The other issue that makes people uh, not being happy is that they are thinking of the past of the future. Some people say, you know, in the past, you know, oh, it was so wonderful that I had this and I had the other things. I was happy then. And they just go back constantly to the past, thinking then I was happy. And others go to the future. They say, you know, one day I'll, I'll have this and I'll have that and I'll be here. And, and all those things in the future are going to, you know, make me happy. Wrong. Wrong. Because you need to learn to be happy with the Lord. Where you are now. Now you are a church. Now you are listening or watching. You should be happy now. And you say, yeah, I am happy. Okay, but later in two hours, wherever you are, you need to be happy. With him. He is the one that makes us happy. Not things, not people, not circumstances. He, he paid the price for our salvation. But I understand that some people don't, don't have that connection with the good Lord. And uh, my friend, if you that are listening don't have a relationship with the good Lord, today is your opportunity to give your heart to him. Pray in the spirit at all times, the scripture says. Pray with all kind, kinds of prayers and ask for everything you need. But it's possible that you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord. What if you open your heart to the Lord God today? What if you say, okay, I want to do something special to be 
at peace with the Lord. What is that thing that I can do? It's just opening your heart and pray with me. Say with me, dear God, I want to be honest with you. I'm not the person that you want me to be. But deeply in my heart, I want to be really close to you, Lord. I am hoping that starting today, you could help me to have a better new life. Please, Lord, forgive me. I trust that you will give me your blessing. I pray in the name of Jesus. And I believe that you already started a new season for me. Thank you for your forgiveness. I love you, God. My friend, if you have prayed that prayer, receive the forgiveness of the good Lord. And with that, the peace that comes only from heaven. And you can declare with us together here in the church, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Amen. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Friends, have a beautiful week. Enjoy your family and your time with your friends. See you next Sunday. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know